This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. One hotly debated bill before the legislature is a bill that restricts gender-affirming care for state youth is slowly moving forward in the Senate. None of this care takes place without parental consent. The, the parents have to have to be on board, and so does the youth. The parents can't decide, make that decision for them. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. State leaders broke ground on Saturday for an economic development project in Jackson County. Curtis Tate has more. Governor Jim Justice, U.S. Senators Joe Manchin and Shelley Moore Capito, Representative Carol Miller, and other dignitaries came to Ravenswood to break ground on an aerospace manufacturing hub. The project will be built on the site of the former Century Aluminum plant. Precision cast parts will build titanium parts for the aerospace industry and employ about 200 workers. It will also be powered by a renewable energy microgrid built by Berkshire Hathaway Energy. Our next energy, or one, will build utility-scale lithium storage batteries and employ another 100 workers. The total investment in the Ravenswood site is more than $500 million. Last month, Justice signed a bill that will bring a form-energy long-duration storage battery plant to the site of a former steel plant in Weirton. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. A bill to recognize an unborn child as a distinct victim in a DUI causing death passed the Senate with amendments. Emily Rice has more. While DUI causing death is already a crime in West Virginia Code, House Bill 3302 and its amendments will add the death of an unborn child to felony offenses. Senator Charles Trump, a Republican from Morgan County, described the legislation as filling a hole in West Virginia's current laws surrounding intoxicated driving. We'll say if you drive under the influence and you, you cause a wreck and you terminate a woman's pregnancy, you kill a child in utero, you're going to be treated under the law as if you had killed an adult who'd been born or a child who'd been born. The bill now returns to the House as amended for their concurrence. For Appalachia Health News, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. Norfolk Southern announced yesterday it is implementing a six-point safety plan in the wake of last month's train derailment that released hazardous chemicals along the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. For the Allegheny Front, Reed Frasier reports. Federal investigators found last month the so-called hotbox sensors near East Palestine, Ohio, were 20 miles apart. By the time they sensed an overheated wheel bearing on the Norfolk Southern train that derailed February 3rd, it was too late. Norfolk Southern's plan would add 200 sensors to its railroads and speed up development of more modern inspection equipment. It follows a bill introduced in Congress that would mandate the detectors be placed no more than 10 miles apart. Under its plan, Norfolk Southern would also join a federal program that allows for anonymous safety reporting by rail workers. For the Allegheny Front, I'm Reed Frazier. Shepherd University hosted U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito after close to $3 million of congressional funds were granted to support programs on campus. Shepard Snyder has more. 
Capito visited the school's Tabler Farm and Bird Science and Technology Center. The funding will help create a small business incubator for new farming students and help modernize the school's chemistry labs. The funds come from the $1.7 trillion Consolidated Appropriations Act, passed by the Biden administration in 2022. Capito, along with Senator Joe Manchin, requested some of these funds go towards the university. It's easier for me to be able to direct that spending into valuable projects than it is for Shepard to have to apply to a grant in, in D.C., compete nationwide. Funding was also awarded to two other university programs, a special education curriculum for the School of Education and a professional development program for high school teachers. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Shepard Snyder in Martinsburg. A group of senators from Appalachian states want the federal government to study whether black lung benefits are adequate to meet the needs of minors and their families. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, along with Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner of Virginia, Bob Casey and John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, and Sherrod Brown of Ohio, sent a letter to the Government Accountability Office. The U.S. Department of Labor estimates that black lung disease has killed 76,000 people since 1968, but the number could be higher. A report last week from the University of Chicago and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention concluded that coal miners have a far greater risk of dying of occupation-related lung diseases, including black lung. Today's miners, the senators noted, are being diagnosed with black lung at younger ages and with more advanced cases of it. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.50. Partly sunny, breezy today with temperatures falling into the 40s and low 50s. Clear overnight with lows in the 20s. Mostly sunny tomorrow with highs in the 40s. And sunny skies on Thursday with highs in the 40s and 50s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torres Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TorresSaveAlaw.com. One bill that has gotten a lot of attention this session is House Bill 2007, which officially prohibits certain medical practices, but its intent is to stop minors from obtaining gender-affirming care in the state, even with a parent's permission. It has passed the House of Delegates and moved on to the Senate. The Senate Health and Human Resources Committee took it up last week. Reporter Curtis Tate has been following the bill since it was introduced. He sat down with News Director Eric Douglas for the legislature today to discuss where it stands. Tell me a little bit about what they what that chamber discussed. Uh, that's right, Eric. Uh, th- that committee spent more than an hour uh, debating this bill. It, it, uh, uh, it was a you know a pretty a pretty uh, 
robust exchange, and you know the committee ultimately approved the bill, uh, but it wasn't necessarily along party lines. Let me just take a second and kind of describe you know, the basic concept of HB 2007. Uh, This bill would would, uh, ban uh, gender reassignment surgeries uh, for minors. Uh, It would also restrict uh, minors from receiving uh, 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 medical treatments like uh, puberty blockers and and hormone therapy. Um, You know, anyone under 18 uh, couldn't receive this therapy. Uh, and, And of course, you know, a lot of uh, uh, medical professionals uh, consider gender affir- this kind of gender-affirming care, not the surgeries, but the, the hormone treatments and the therapies as e- essential and necessary, you know, for the well-being of these, uh, of these younger people. But uh, the, the, uh, the lawmakers uh, want to, uh, to, to restrict it for, for people under 18. Let me, let me actually, I know you did a, an interview earlier this, uh, during the session with one of the one of the doctors at WVU who, who performs this kind of care. Um, how often, what, how big of a, an issue is it? How many, how, many, how many trans youth in West Virginia see this kind of care? Well, you're, you're talking about uh, Dr. Casey Kidd of, of WVU. She did uh, testify at that hearing we were talking about just last week. Uh, I also spoke to her uh, last month. Um, I, I think that, that she said that there, that there may be hundreds of okay. uh, of. Uh, minors who who seek care, and and by the way, it's important to note that 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 none of this care takes place without parental consent. Right. Uh, the, the the parents have to have to be on board, <laughs> and so does the youth. The parents can't decide make that decision for them. So I think that's important to know, and it's also important to know uh, that 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 this clinic that, that that Dr. Kidd is a part of does not do gender reassignment surgery or gender confirmation surgery for for minors. Uh, she has been stressing, and others have stressed, that across the country uh, it is very rare for, for surgery to take place. And another thing that, that she and others point out is that these, these hormone treatments, puberty blockers that, that we're talking about, those things are reversible. Right. You can't actually put those on pause and, and you know, for whatever reason. Sure. I, one other point I wanted to ask you about, um, for Dr. Kidd, and I've heard other people make it too, but one of the big concerns is is the suicide rate amongst uh, uh, children or youth who are who are trans or struggling uh, with their with their gender identity and and trying to seek out some kind of care to to help them get a handle on that. What do you do you know those numbers off the top of your head? Or? Uh, that's right. Not perhaps not exact numbers, but but we you know we know for sure that the uh, the suicide rates for LGBTQ youth uh, are higher. And then within within that group, uh, they're they're even higher still for for transgender youth. I think Dr. Kitt said something like uh, 300 times uh, the the suicide rate of of uh, their uh, cisgender that is non transgender peers. Wow, uh, and and so this care would would allow them to to maybe get a better grasp on things but so who was some of the, who were some of the the people speaking in the the, the committee last week and, and what and what was kind of surprising about some of that well I'm glad you asked that because um, uh, kind of at the at the center uh, of the, the the whole debate were two uh, doctors two senators who happened to be doctors uh, Senator Tom Takubo of Kanawha County um, a Republican and, and also the chair of that committee uh, Senator Mike Maroney of uh, I believe it's Marshall County I, I believe uh, you're right, yeah. you know also a Republican 
and um, Senator Takubo especially had had some concerns. He he kind of indicated that, th that th this was fairly new to him, and I don't think he was alone. I think he, he he's kind of gone through a process to where he he understands that 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 this care is is valuable, and in some cases, you know, can be necessary uh, to to. Um, for the mental health right. and well-being of, of of these uh of these young people um and and so he he tried to offer uh, a series of amendments uh to to HB 2007 they all got voted down uh there was one in particular where where he he uh, he offered an amendment to say that that any uh any transgender minor who's current currently receiving uh treatment such as puberty lockers or hormone therapy can continue to, to to receive it, you know they don't have to stop, um, and and you know the chairman of the committee, uh, uh, Senator Maroney, uh, he indicated that he had a, a bit of a struggle with it himself, but he he said that he supported that amendment, but ultimately it it didn't pass, and 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 actually the lead uh, uh, senator who the senator who was leading the push against these amendments was Eric Tarr of Putnam, Putnam County. All right. Well, but what's important to note, or an interesting to note, I guess, is all three of the senators you mentioned are Republicans. So this isn't, they weren't lockstep uh, against this, or for this legislation, I guess. Uh, that's right. Um, of course, as we know, there are very few Democrats in the, uh, in the right. Senate chamber. Um, and, and I think that there was one Democrat, uh, Senator Plymail, who, who voted no. Uh, but, but Senator Tacubo was as far as my ears could tell uh they they didn't count the roll call uh, i i think he was the only hard no among his republican colleagues i believe senator maroney actually did vote voted out of committee but it goes to the judiciary committee now so i'm sure there's going to be additional debate that was reporter curtis tate speaking with eric douglas about house bill 2007 for the legislature today to hear the rest of that interview visit our website at wvpublic.org tune in every evening monday through friday at 6 p.m on radio and television to get updates on the legislative session West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yoey, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.